In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what His body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. Folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart BC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm Director of Ministry Relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, starting out today's show, I just want to tell you about something that is very exciting for our area. Coming up on Saturday, September 26th, is a prayer march in the Washington, D.C. area. It's called Washington Prayer March 2020 with Franklin Graham. Of course, as you know, one of the pillars for WAVA Radio and Good News for the City is prayer. Of course it is. And joining us today are two men who are helping put all of this together for our area. So let's talk about it. Let's get going. And of course, you know the drill here to get us started, here to get us going is my good friend, my buddy, he's going to introduce our guest. Um, he's my co-host for Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church. Good to see you, my brother. God bless you, man. It is good to see you. And like most of us who've been living through this change of life in the COVID-19 pandemic, someday it'll be good to see some people in a more physical way. For those uh, longtime listeners of Good News for the City, we've been doing this remote, which maybe tell you a little bit about how I might sound like a little bit of an echo or those sort of things. I think we're all learning Uh, to be a bit flexible in this time of life. And in this time of life, it also reminds us of something, something that is true, whether we recognize it or not, is that it's our need for God to intervene. Amen. In fact, when we talk about good news for the city, when we talk about WABA, when we talk about uh, our show, when we talk about One Heart DC, prayer, unity, and hope. Those are things we talk about over and over and over again. And so today, as you've mentioned already, Dennis, we're going to talk about the importance of prayer. We're going to talk about the importance of engaging God in this process. And specifically, we're going to highlight the Prayer March 2020 that is going to be happening right here in Washington, D.C. And so, as you mentioned, we got a couple people with us today. Uh, First, we have Steve Rhodes. Steve is the Vice President of Church Ministry at the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I wish you could see him, folks. He's really dressed up, much like most of us who are now doing this work from home. He looks good in that tie and shirt that he's got on. And then Michael Thompson, he's joining us as well. He is the Senior Interim Pastor at Bethesda Baptist Church in the Washington, D.C. area. I wish you could see him as well. Dennis, as we say this often, we have a face for radio, but we have a chance to interview people all the time who do not have that face for radio. Amen. So there I'm you always go. grateful got, to them, Brian. I'm yeah, grateful always, these guys, you know. Yeah, always grateful. So um, let's get started if we can. Let's start by talking a little bit about Billy Graham uh, and his legacy and his impact on the world. Steve, I think a lot of people obviously know Billy Graham's name. Talk a little bit about his legacy, though, and his impact if people aren't aware of that. Sure, happy to. Um, thank you for having us on, by the way. We appreciate it and appreciate the ministry that you guys have. Um, Billy Graham's legacy, I suppose, one of the things that people think about when they think of Billy Graham, they probably think of two things. The first would be um, the integrity that the ministry committed itself to going back 
70 years. It's our 70th anniversary uh, just a couple of days ago. And wow. Wow. Uh, one of the decisions that was made early on uh, with the leading of the Holy Spirit was that the, the, uh, the ministry would be transparent and um, honest, which seems yeah. like a no-brainer. But um, in that time, the, the commitment made to that and then the ongoing influence of that going forward, that in the ministry, above all, above all things, we, did, we have to be trustworthy and that any amount of scrutiny uh, against our ministry or our lives has to, has to stand up and, and still um, give honor and praise to the Lord Jesus. The second thing would be, I suppose, Mr. Graham's unwavering commitment to the gospel. So Billy Graham would probably say, you know, he'd be more than happy for everybody to forget his name, provided they remembered the name of Jesus Christ. And so his commitment to that name and to the message of the gospel, that if you place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and repent of your sins, you can be saved and you can be marvelously changed. The commitment to that message is something that all of us as believers should be committed to. And what we're trying to trying to accomplish, every, every gospel preaching church is doing the same thing to put forward the message of the gospel. Yeah, actually, that's the title of our show, right? Good news for the city. That's what the gospel is. It is good news. And it's not just good news good for news. the city. It's good news for everyone, uh, whether they're here in the Washington metro area or whether they happen to be outside of that listening to this on a podcast uh, in the United States or somewhere around the world, that Jesus is the answer. He's the good news. And that certainly was uh, the legacy that Billy Graham passed on. And and when he passed away, lots of times organizations that have dynamic founders or have someone who's been at the helm since the very beginning, uh, they, they can often drift or they can often change some things in that way. But for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, it's been really important to continue the work and uphold that legacy. Uh, why do you say that so, Steve? Why it's important to uphold the legacy? Yes. Because I think that there's, uh, the world is more in need of the gospel than it was when Billy Graham was living. Um, we have more, more crisis, more need, more desperation, more hopelessness. And the world's getting darker. Of course, Jesus uh, predicted this, that it's going, it's going to get darker and darker before he returns. And so the need of the gospel and the cry of people um, is, has probably never been more acute. And people are aware of it, whether they know it or not. They look around and they say, there's got to be more to it than this. Please tell yes. me that, that this yes. isn't all there is to life, just getting up and going to work and raising a family. And so, and, and we, we know the answer to that, which is, yeah, there's way more to it than this, that there mm -hmm. is something else. We're, we're not made for here. We're made for another place. So I think for us to keep that front and center is probably not a, a greater need than right now. Yeah, and I think if we look at one of the positive aspects of this pandemic is I think it's brought that to light more, Dennis. And, you know, we've seen that as we've talked Absolutely. to people and interviewed them on the radio, that uh, as they have had to stop and look and evaluate different, it's made them look and see that there's there's something more to this, as we call it, that gospel-shaped hole that can only yes. be filled by Jesus in that way. And so once again, you know, God using difficult and challenging moments to draw people to himself is a, uh, is a great thing. Now, 
for many people, uh, that part about Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, they, they might be aware of. Maybe they're familiar with the crusade or maybe uh, those sort of things. I know uh, I've been involved in crusades. I still remember um, my, my youngest sister as a, as a little kid get a chance to be at one of the crusades and sing behind a salty, the singing songbook. For those of you who are older school, you'll know that. If you don't, just Google it, right? You can feel that. But that's just one part of the scope of the work. And, and before we get to Michael, in just a second, can you share maybe a little bit, Steve, about some additional parts, for example, like Samaritan's Purse and other projects like that? Sure. So Franklin Graham, who has been who has been um, running and in charge of the Billy Graham Evangelist Association for for more than 20 years, as Mr. Graham began to, to retire and step away from public ministry, uh, Franklin also is the president and CEO of Samaritan's Purse, which is a global relief organization. Uh, people are probably, a lot of your listeners are familiar with the uh, Operation Christmas Child um, gift boxes. Uh, pretty much everybody has packed one and sent it to another part of the world to share the good news of the gospel with, uh, with a child somewhere. That's a, that's a ministry of, the, of Samaritan's Purse. And of course, they have global relief efforts, the, the most recent of which your listeners may have seen that uh, Samaritan's Purse has a global, uh, excuse me, a, a field hospital, a mobile field hospital that they place in areas of great need. It was deployed to Mosul, Iraq, about 10 miles from the fighting there. And then recently, they've probably seen it was, it was uh, dropped right in the middle of Central Park in New York City. And um, in, in, um, uh, in the middle of the COVID situation, since the hospitals were getting overrun. So the idea behind Samaritan's Purse, it's a, it's a wonderful ministry that they want to go where there's need, whether there's some kind of a disaster, man-made or physical, um, uh, natural disaster, and to bring the hope of the gospel in there, not only to provide relief, which is important, but also to tell people that Jesus saves and he can redeem and set you free. Yeah. So, Michael, before we actually talk a little bit more about the specifics around the prayer marches happening down in D.C., as, as a local pastor, uh, you've had the benefit of connecting um, with the Billy Graham Association, and you understand their commitment. Can you talk a little bit about that commitment and how helpful it is as they support local pastors and as they help with evangelism and all the different things that the local church is called to do? Yes, first, first in the way of, of uh, background, just to give you a little history, I was introduced to the Billy Graham ministry in 1976 at the Bicentennial on the Mall, where, where uh, Dr. Graham appeared, and, and my church started what we call our evangelism outreach unit at that time. And, um, and, and more recently, uh, we as a church have, uh, have sent uh, probably about 30 people to the Billy Graham School of, uh, of Evangelism. Uh, for evangelistic training, and even more recently than that, uh, we have uh, we have been able to uh, to see fruit, frankly, from from the Billy Graham our association with the Billy Graham ministry, uh, pre, pre, very much that sort of Paracletus uh, approach, where they have encouraged us as a pastor. They've come along beside us uh, in early 2019. Uh, we hosted a uh, Christian Life and, and Witness seminar. Uh, that was attended by 80 uh, local pastors and uh, and also um, individuals from our own ministry uh, there at Bethesda. Uh, as a relatively small church, uh, the need for evangelism, and, and of course, the gent uh, due to gentrification, uh, the need for ongoing e evangelism. Uh, 
is, is very evident. And so uh, we have uh, even partnered uh, with the uh, uh, Billy Graham ministry on, with regard to internet evangelism, where individuals go online uh, searching for answers to Christ and how to come to know the Lord. And even during this pandemic, we've had several people uh, as, a, as a church, uh, as part of the church locator uh, segment of that ministry, we are re referred uh, uh, individuals seeking Christ. Uh, we had a woman from uh, Peru uh, who was frankly just scared out of her wits because of all this going on with the coronavirus. She's come to the Lord. And we've also uh, developed a discipleship program around the various tools uh, that the ministry has offered us. And every year for the last three years, we've shown the movie Flying Blind, mm -hmm. which is a call to repentance for the church. You yeah. know, normally we think of evangelism, and, and rightly so for the Billy Graham ministry, but this is a call to repentance, and we sh we've showed that uh, at the first of the year, and uh, it it's really gone over well with our congregation. Yeah. Well, now, for people who are listening right here in the local area, and we do know we have people listening a lot in the Washington metro area, but it does go far from that. But it's the people most likely in the Washington metro area that will hear about this prayer walk coming up on Saturday, September the 26th down in Washington, D.C., and they'll, they could think to themselves, there's always some sort of march, always some sort of walk, always something in Washington, D.C. And the truth is we can become jaded, those of us who live around the area, to another moment down in the capital. But I think this is a special one. Uh, so for people who may be thinking about this, what are the objectives of the march? And, and what is your hope? What are your prayers, Steve or Michael, either one of you can answer this, that will happen when people gather together? Michael, as a, as a, uh, as a pastor, what, what's your perspective on that? Well, my perspective is that uh, uh, the, the district is, uh, is a very uh, diverse um, uh, population with over 5 million people uh, living with living within a, a 5,000 uh, mile, uh, 5,000 square mile radius. And uh, the big problem with, with big regions like, like ours is that um, we, we, we don't come together many times and, and pray. We, mm -hmm. we have established cl clusters of prayer groups and many of them led by pastors and we were able to start one in, in D.C., but, but to be able to come together in, in a unified uh, fashion, I think that's so important. And when God's people realize exactly what it means to, to meet as one in the name of Jesus, you know, we, we will boldly come together and claim, claim the promises uh, that God will grant, that he's promised to grant to his people if, if they touch and agree. So I'm very excited about this, this, this week, and we have many pastors and in, in many churches uh, that, that have already registered, as far yeah. as, you know, that, that I've heard about, that, that will be participating. And Michael, you've, you've alluded to this already, just the diversity of uh, the Washington metro area and those sort of things. And, and then you talked about this idea of unity. Also, one of the uh, pillars of, of this show, uh, Good News for the City, also one of the pillars of One Heart DC, something that WAVA is deeply invested in, this idea and you just mentioned that, this John 17 moment where believers gather together. And, you know, right now we can see a whole lot. I don't think this is new information to anyone of division in our country. And we see it online. We can see it uh, if we just go out into our community. But we also see it, unfortunately, inside the Bride of Christ, the church. And before we talk about what people can expect that day, will you talk about the importance 
of unity in the body of Christ and, and, and why not just for us as individuals it's good, but how it's an expression of the gospel and the good news when we show unity and come together. Absolutely. When we, uh, they will know us by our love. They will know us by our unity. And unity doesn't mean necessarily that we have to agree on everything, uh, but we should take responsibility on, on how we disagree and mm. what we disagree and, and to disagree uh, agreeably, you know, to, to love one another and to, and to show courtesy and to, and to, to demonstrate that capacity to, to, to give and, and to take and, and to, to respect uh, different, different points of view um, knowing that God wants us to be able to share the gospel. Our, our theme at Bethesda is to find the lost and to train the found uh, from Luke 19, 10, the son of man came, came to seek and save that which was lost. And if we can all be unified around the idea of prayer and the idea of, of evangelism, uh, there's no greater sign of, of unity and, and evidence of, of, of the body of Christ coming together than when we come together uh, along the lines of prayer and evangelism. Amen. Yeah. And, and Steve, I mean, just as, you know, Michael just talked about, I talked about just a moment, there's, there's just so much happening in our country right now. Um, it, it, this is, you know, obviously 2020. Uh, it is uh, September. And let's just say there's a whole lot of people right now that are exhausted and they're tired in, in all the things that have been happening. And it's created opportunities for even more political division, even more social unrest. Um, in, in the environments that we're walking and living and breathing on. Now, again, one of the things that we often say at my church at Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn is that change often reveals something that's already there. It doesn't actually bring something new. It reveals some difficulties in our hearts. And I think one of the things that this change is revealing and all the stuff's happening is the importance of not just having a reactive faith. And by that, I mean, if we're honest, sometimes we as a church, we tend to pray a whole lot more when things are going bad. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but what would it look like if we had a more active, proactive faith in that way, in the difference that coming together on a consistent basis, and certainly down um, in D.C. in September on the 26th, would make if we prayed together? Speaking of that a little bit for those people who may be like, uh, prayer, you know, why does it matter? Well, I mean, it, it matters because it's all through the Bible. It's as, the, as probably one of the most fundamental disciplines of the Christian life to pray, but as as everybody could could uh, witness from their experience, it's one of the hardest things to do. It's mm -hmm. certainly easy to listen to a, broad, a, a podcast or um, uh, to listen to a sermon. It's another thing to get on your knees and pour out and open your heart and call on God. But it's it's the prayer, in some mysterious, wonderful way. It's the prayer that God hears and he answers. So all through the Bible, call on me in the day of trouble and I will answer you. No promises that God will answer an unprayed prayer. He, he responds, again, I understand it's mysterious, but the promise is that if you pray, he will come. Like he said to Moses, I've heard their cries and I have come down to deliver them. Now, what happens if you don't cry? I don't know. But I do know that when we do cry out, he does answer. So this is what has been on Franklin's heart, the burden of Franklin Graham's heart for many, many years now. And this is the latest expression of it as a Christian leader like Michael and many of the other Christian leaders in D.C. 
to say we have got to get a hold of God in the new way. It's not, if, if Bible studies could have done it, we would have gotten there. We need something to come from heaven, some answer from heaven that can fix what we're dealing with right now. We can't fix it. So it's an acknowledgement. We look up to heaven. We call on his name and say, God, you've got to help us. And it, when we pray, he answers. So that's why it's simple, simple obedience, number one, mm-hmm. and then flat out desperation that we know that we don't have this licked. This is, mm-hmm. this is beyond us in many ways. Everything is, everything is too difficult, too hard, and we need God to help. So we, we've talked about the win. Uh, in the 26th of September, we talked about the why, because prayer matters and unity matters, and it brings people together. All right, Michael or Steve, tell me about the what. Just real practical, what can people expect? Take us through the day, so to speak, if they come down. Yeah, so the prayer march starts at noon. There aren't going to be any any speeches. There's no sound system. So it's not, there's not a program. It starts at noon because it's a prayer march. It's intended mm-hmm. for God's people to pray, starting at the Lincoln Memorial at noon. And we'll go the length of the mall from the Lincoln Memorial all the way to the Capitol, stopping at seven different spots along the way to pray and to call on God. So it's going to be a different kind of a march than you've seen in the past. No yelling, no uh, speeches made, no points to be made. Our point, the reason we're doing this, is to speak to God and to call on God. So thousands of people are going to join in that place in a time when people have been locked up and set aside in their homes. We're going to all get together within COVID guidelines and all of that. And we're going to, as the church united, call on the name of the Lord. So starting at noon, going till about two o'clock, it's about a two hour prayer march all along the length of the mall from the Lincoln Memorial to the Capitol. Yes. And for those of you who, who maybe were just like, hey, let me back this up. I wish you could repeat that. Good news is it's it's all online. You can go to prayermarch2020.com. That's prayermarch2020.com. And all that information will be right there and available for you. Now, uh, Michael, just kind of in the last minute or two of that sort of stuff, uh, we've, we've told him why this matters. Uh, we told him how this is going to happen and what's going to occur. But, you know, some people, they might still be on the fence. They're not totally convinced. As a pastor, could you uh, just maybe, I don't like to call it a pitch, but give them a pitch of why this matters, uh, why, they should, why they should make that drive of, of 30 minutes, even if they only live two blocks away and they're in bad traffic, or why should they get on the metro or walk down or whatever it might be? It matters because we are in Washington, D.C., uh, the seat of, uh, of our government. And uh, without prayer, uh, change will not happen. You know, um, sin, sin has affected us uh, tremendously, even the church especially, uh, so much so that we cannot really understand God's truth unless the Holy Spirit re- reveals himself to us. Mm-hmm. And, and so I would encourage uh, our nation's capital and those in the listening audience to start right now in praying and repenting and uh, crying out to God. And uh, on that day, uh, next Saturday, the 26th, it will be a powerful opportunity to hear from God. Yeah, and that's a good reminder. Don't wait to the 26th to start praying. We can pray right that's now. Right. God hears us. Uh, he's listening, and he calls us uh, to come to him in times of need. And certainly, Steve and Michael, thank you for joining us today, talking about this great opportunity down there. 
uh, on the mall on the 26th of September and reminding us that the gospel is the answer and that we have access to Jesus through prayer and it can change things. Dennis, we, we talk about that all the time on the show, don't we? Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brian. Hey guys, thank you again. We never take for granted that people come on Good News for the City to say just that, to, to tell the good news of Jesus Christ. And you've really told us some good news. And we are just extremely grateful for everything you've done. So Steve, Michael, God bless you both. Let me give that again, prayermarch2020.com. That's prayermarch2020.com. If you want to listen to this again, and I would urge you to do so, go to goodnewsforthecity.com or goodnewsforthecity.com or call me at 703-807-2266. By the way, Brian, um, things we did a couple of weeks ago, I actually got a phone call and an email asking for some information. So folks are really listening. Well, that's always good to know, right? Amen and amen. So um, we want to give out the good news. God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership, movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of Good News for the City, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.